Hi there, I'm Vincent Boss and I provide dating and self-improvement advice. And in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about sexual polarity. Now, before I start the podcast, I just want to let you know if you'd like to check out my website, www.dateme.tips, you will find everything about me and uh, what I offer. So yeah, if you get a chance, please visit dateme.tips. Right, okay, now into the podcast, sexual polarity. So sexual polarity is the concept of masculine and feminine energy attracting each other with people at kind of opposite ends of the scale more attracted to one another. So the way I describe it in in one of my books that I've written is if you imagine a scale of one to ten with the numbers of one to four being feminine energy, feminine traits, five and six being kind of in the middle and then seven to ten being masculine then that means people who are in the one to two range are going to be naturally more attracted to people in the nine to ten range whereas people who are more kind of central maybe somebody who's a a four would be more attracted to somebody who says maybe a seven so it's all about kind of like the yin and the yang Um, the opposite ends of a magnet, you know, the the, the polar opposites attracting each other. But what actually is sexual polarity and what is the masculine and feminine energy that I'm talking about? Well, the first thing to say is that everybody has masculine and feminine energy and everybody displays masculine and feminine traits. It doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Everybody has has these traits and uh, this aura and it's literally represented in every action you take, every decision you make, everything you do about you. There's an infinite amount of things it can be judged on. But some of the more kind of obvious things to say uh, could be, for instance, leadership qualities um, and beautifying yourself, to name two distinct different kinds of things. So everybody has masculine feminine energy. So as a man, it doesn't matter if you're Uh, straight or gay uh, and the same if you're a woman everybody's got these different traits and they kind of average out to an overall place to where you would be on this imaginary scale that I've just described so it's obviously not an exact science Um, you know it's something that you have to kind of roughly think in in your mind but if you kind of get really in tune with, with this kind of stuff you can be relatively spot on with where you think you place and where you think somebody else places and hence that is how like attraction can work you can kind of say right I'm I'm interested in a certain person who I think is kind of this on the scale from what I can kind of tell and therefore if if you know that you're just not gonna match polarity wise with them then you can slightly kind of change uh, how you act and things I mean I kind of believe that you should always be yourself. You should always be genuine. So if you're going to do something like that, I would describe it as growth. I would describe it as kind of permanent change that you want to make for yourself rather than like manipulating a situation. Because at the end of the day, you can't act forever. Your mask will slip. So there's no point in trying to pretend to be somebody that you're not. Now, if you want to kind of actually make a permanent change and change your behavior, then that's a totally different thing. And you you probably would find results that you will attract the type of people that previously maybe you didn't. So I hope that's kind of clear. I know it, I know it can sound a bit confusing when you first hear it, but to kind of go over it again, 
men and women, we, we both have masculine and feminine energy, which we give off with our decisions, our traits, our aura. And they'll be kind of balanced out to kind of give a rough kind of permanent kind of position in, in where we are in a masculine to feminine kind of scale. And therefore, our kind of average is what will attract or not attract um, people on the opposite side of the scale or people who are very close to us on that side of the scale. So let's look at some of the traits. So I've, as I said, leadership. So leadership, people with high kind of leadership qualities, that's a high masculine trait. So if you're somebody who's who's a really good leader, you like to take charge in things, you like to um, kind of organize people and arrange things, that is a strong masculine trait. So, you know, it, on our imaginary scale, if you're really good at that, you might kind of say that's a, you know, a nine or a 10, if you're really, really good at being a leader, kind of taking charge, organizing, but not going over the top. You know, you never want to be abusive, obviously, in these kind of things, but we just mean, you know, to a strong, reliable degree. Um, the opposite side of that scale for leadership will be somebody who needs to be led completely, somebody who's very submissive, somebody who's literally asking you to basically take charge of their life and all the decisions and, 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 and whatnot. Somebody like that would be kind of a one. So what you tend to find is that breaking it down really simply, imagining there was only one trait that we all had rather than kind of the infinite amount we do. If we're just going to look at it as leadership, then you can probably see that somebody who's a nine or a 10 on leadership is going to fit well with somebody who's a one or a two because the person who's a one or a two wants to be led and the person who's a nine or a 10 wants to lead. So they're naturally going to fit better. If you've got two people who's kind of an eight on that, then there's potential they're going to clash um, about who's taking charge. Similarly, if you've got um, two people who are very low numbers in this, then nothing's going to get done because everyone's going to be sitting there twiddling the thumbs. There's going to be no leadership, no dis no decision making. So I hope you can see that as, as an example. Uh, the other one I mentioned just a moment ago was beautifying yourself. So beautifying yourself is a feminine trait. So the kind of more um, beautifying you do to yourself, the more time you take, the more effort and that, you'd actually be very kind of low on the scale. So somebody who spends a lot of time getting ready, um, making sure they look nice and how they, um, you know, really, really big on their appearance, hugely important to them. They would be kind of a one or a two. Now, somebody who doesn't really um, care so much. That doesn't mean you haven't got personal hygiene. We're not talking about, we're talking about beautifying yourself. We're talking about somebody who isn't kind of into preening themselves. They're kind of more natural. They're kind of more rugged. They're kind of more just like, this is how I am. Well, that would be more of a masculine kind of side of beautifying yourself. And that would be a nine or a 10. So once again, I think you can see how that kind of stereotypical uh, way could could fit well. Somebody who is very um, up on and big on preening themselves and looking as kind of as beautiful as they can. And as I said, this could be a man or a woman, and they could be uh, straight or gay. You know, it doesn't it doesn't matter. But somebody who's really into looking their best in that respect is quite possibly going to enjoy the more kind of rugged person. You know, it, it it's as I said, it's the yin and the yang. Um, it's not an exact science. You can never, you know, 100% say, you know, this is, this is how it works for everybody. But it is 
quite a popular concept that a lot of people, including myself, do believe in. That, you know, we, we think that it's something that more often than not, you know, it, it's, it, it works more than it doesn't work. It's, it's something that you can kind of look at and say, right, yeah, this, this generally is the way it is. There's always exceptions, but this is generally how it is. But as I said, when people are attracting each other, it's the average of all of the traits, all of the behavior, all of the decisions, an infinite amount, millions of different behaviors. So you could be somebody who is very kind of similar numbered to somebody in, in, in one aspect. Let's just go back to leadership. Say you're both an eight, you're both trying to make decisions, you're going to clash a bit on that. So if that was the only trait, then it'd be unlikely you'd kind of connect very well. However, there's an infinite amount of traits. So if in all the other traits, you're properly yin and yang, you're properly kind of opposite sides, then that will average out so that one of you is likely to be kind of on the lower end of the scale and one of you is probably going to end up on the higher end of the scale overall. So it doesn't matter if there's one or two traits that you're kind of you know, maybe very similar on and hence probably the attraction wouldn't be there. It's the average, it's the overall, which ultimately counts. So what you kind of are looking at is how, how do you, how do you represent yourself overall? Like take a good look at yourself. Um, and as I said, there's an, there's an infinite amount of traits. I've just mentioned two with the leadership and with say the beautifying yourself. Um, Another one just to, to put out there is being kind of confident and stable in your emotional state. Now, the higher you are on that, that, that's masculine, that's a masculine trait. So if you're somebody who's very calm, very uh, solid, you're not going to be pushed around emotionally. You don't kind of lose, lose um, kind of all sense of desperation when something goes wrong. You can stay stable. Then that's an eight, nine or ten. That's very high up in the numbers if you're somebody who gets very nervous you get you get rocked very easily emotionally then you're going to be very low you're going to be one or a two um and again as you can see it's the way that things kind of fit it's the person who needs to feel safe and protected compared to the person who likes to be the protector um and that is how kind of polarity works in these instances it's not something that everybody believes. It's not something that can be kind of like read upon, um, you know, in, 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 in the science books. Well, not that I've ever seen, but it's it's a concept that different people kind of speak about that I um, was made aware of a few years ago. And I kind of did my own research and looked into it. And I kind of, you know, I believe it myself. And it's something that I say um, I've got in my own books and things and uh, I mentioned in podcasts because I think more often than not it is right you know you can look at it and sometimes it answers the questions that you just don't understand like you know I always use the classic cliche example of say a wealthy businesswoman she's got everything she's got her husband she's got everything she could ever want and yet she might have an affair with the labourer with the pool boy, as they say. And why is that? You know, what 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 could he offer her? Well, in her life, he couldn't offer her anything. Um, okay, you know, theoretically, he might be younger, he might be better looking possibly than a husband. And that's obviously something to consider, but it's normally to do with more than that. It's to do with the connection. 
you know, it's just the polarity, like sexual polarity kind of beats all. It's, it's more powerful than wealth and status. It crosses those boundaries. It, it crosses the boundaries of all kind of concepts. I genuinely believe that sexual polarity is the biggest connection building kind of element to a connection and a relationship. I think that whether you're kind of trying to base things purely on looks, purely on wealth and status, purely on um, kind of achievements or, or, or kind of shared interests even, I think that they're all beaten by sexual polarity. I think if you can really understand yourself, if you can really look deep into your soul and kind of consider who you are as a person and whether you think you're kind of overall masculine or overall feminine or somewhere in the middle and then consider what type of person you might be able to attract. Now, that's not necessarily who you want to attract and that is where you can get what I call misalignment where you are trying to attract one type of person but you actually attract a different type of person and that's because you want one thing but you're kind of offering something else. And that can be something where if you understand sexual polarity can be very, very helpful because as I said at the start, you can make permanent change. I don't encourage acting, but growth is definitely something to be considered.